0: Well hello there and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 54 and if this is your first episode you can find our previous episodes on animationforadults.com, you can find them on uh, podcast.com, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Actually at the moment you can only find our past 50 episodes. Uh, The first episodes have now fallen off at the moment but we're looking into that because it's it's not because of iTunes apparently there's a different reason i'm chris and oh. you've already heard her hey, rachel is joining me this week hello rachel
1: yeah welcome hey, back. back sorry i've been gone well, you long. you
0: only missed one show because we didn't do one last week so
1: i know but it was when you guys were talking about armin and armin is awesome and i really Ardman
0: that armin is business. awesome <laughs> and that was a very that was a very good show. Yes, it is. You should listen to it if you haven't listened to it, listeners. Um, and also and also, Dan's here. Indeed. Hi, Dan. How's it going? Hey. Awesome. It's good, shows. Awesome. And yeah, it's good. basically because we didn't do a show last week and because we've got several big things coming up in the near future that are going to mean some interesting conversations coming up. We are basically doing a bit of a catch-up oh, yes. general episode this week. So we're going to talk about some news that's been going on and also some stuff we've been watching, and we're going to leave it at that for this week. Um, but coming up this week, if you happen to be listening to this, basically as the episode comes out, is going to be the very first Animation Nights New York Best Of Fest in New York, strangely enough. Uh, <laughs> clues in the title and this is <laughs> this is the festival organized by Yvonne, who is not here this week because she's yep. very busy with the festival strangely enough um
1: <laughs> she's getting everything ready so that everything runs smoothly, and all of you know the various guests and we've got quite a few people going to be there it's It's becoming quite the you know big you know big festival, so if you find yourself in the new york area um south's South Street Seaport, uh, I would highly recommend going there are a lot of really cool events which we' I know we've covered in previous podcast episodes before, but it's cannot stress that this is going to be and a really this is fun going time. to
0: be September ninth or thirtieth all day and there is lots of exciting events uh, and basically you will find out what all the um, the panels and stuff are if you read the post attached to this very podcast in the show notes and on the website. Um but it's including things like um Ardman, Nathan Love are gonna be there and Mark Osborne is showing the, yep. the little prince and doing a talk or something. And uh, there's also gonna be a talk um isn't there a women in is there a women in animation talk or am I making that up? Am I getting that confused?
1: I know, no. I I think there is there is actually that's gonna be one of the uh one of the panels that's gonna be taking place at Bestafest, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's Mark Arsborn. Um, there's also going to be a uh, voice acting games and animation panel, animation as outreach, um, also a discussion about uh, TAP, which uh, Yvonne has also brought up in p- previous podcasts that she's involved in, um, cartoons on film, animation reporting, um, storyboarding panel, and um, then from there, the, the last night on the 30th, there's going to be the big uh, animation animated short screening with all the other uh, animated shorts from around the world that have uh, been through uh, Animation Nice New York, and then we're finally going to get a chance to uh, hear who which films have been picked by the judges and wins the contest. So, including also our own uh, special award, which will be included into the feature. So, and I will be there to present it. So, if you, like I said, you are going to be in the air, we'd love to see you. And
0: there is hopefully going to be a live podcast recorded then as well.
1: So yes, also, there's going to be that, and I'm also going to be part of that, but we'll just we'll see how <laughs> we're still in the uh, development process and making sure that every you know we've got all, everything we need to make sure that's all set up, so, Fingers so that crossed. might be <sighs> the next
0: episode you' here I'm not sure or uh, it might it depends it's very how, possible. how quickly we can get that organized and out and stuff, so yeah, so if this uh if you're listening to this afterwards, then sorry you missed it but listen out for the uh, live podcast and also look out for lots of lots of coverage of stuff coming out from the festival on the website and on our youtube channel hopefully as well so yeah we
1: are we're, ho- we're hoping to get a lot of video coverage as well so keep an okay. eye out okay
0: for- um and also cool in the world of film of festivals uh the Manchester Animation Festival is happening again this year in Manchester, England, and it took place for the first time last year, and it is was rather a success, and it is going to be back again November 15th to the 17th, 2016, at the venue called Home in Manchester, and this year they will be putting the the spotlight on Ardman and Peter Lord and David Sproxton who are the original founders, will be there to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Apparently, though, they actually started in 1972. So it's actually kind of weird. I found this out from the from the Squiggly podcast, actually. So is that earlier or later well, than 40 that years? that would be earlier. Uh, yeah. Right,
2: it's, okay. It's yeah.
0: 2016. So it would have been 40 years for that, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> I don't, Chris. I don't do numbers, mate. I, I, I don't do numbers don't really, do that but no. that. that's
0: basic, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: math was never my strongest school either. So apparently, We're all on this. apparently
2: uh... that's what. That's what. Yeah, that's what. That's why I didn't say math. I said numbers. Apparently,
0: <laughs> um, it was this. It's the fortieth no. anniversary since. Either the it was in, you know they were incorporated as a company or something or since morph so 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 it is a 40th okay. anniversary. It's just they actually, they started a bit earlier than that. So, but this will do for 40th. It's good enough excuse as any yeah. to celebrate the awesomeness that is Aardman. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And they are getting yes. a fellowship award at the festival. And also happening, there, will, they will be screening Ethel and Ernest. Um, not, Odman won't be screening Ethel and Ernest, obviously, because nothing to do with them. Uh, but the the 2D animation film that we've talked about before, Ethel and Ernest, that is going to be premiering at London Film Festival very soon, um, will be showing at MAF, Manchester Animation Festival, and they will also be uh, hosting a making of presentation of in earnest, so that would be worth going to if you're in the area, and they're showing the Red Turtle as well, so which is ahead of, but well, we don't know when it's coming out anywhere else. It's UK, it's UK. Well, no, actually, it's UK premiere's already happened, uh but it will be it will be screening at the <laughs> London Film Festival. There's a new, there's the US trailer that's come out as well. I haven't seen it yet though.
2: Oh yeah, did they choose all like the uh <laughs> the fart jokes and the uh sorry?
3: Ha ha I th- ha! I th-
2: no, well, n- oh god, that sounded like such like a a catty like burn, but I meant
0: <laughs> you meant you yeah, meant... <laughs> all right.
2: Let's move on. I'll take
1: it. I'll take it. I, w- I will take it in the name of my country.
2: <laughs> to, but you know, actually, you know, to be very fair, I guess like G kids are releasing it. Sony Sony? Sony, Sony, Sony,
0: Sony Pictures <laughs> Classics Classic. yeah, are releasing it in the US. Oh,
2: Sony Pictures Classics. Okay, yeah, they can maybe. Yeah, they they're funny guys. They they're the ones who who haven't properly given Satoshi Kon films a proper mm-hmm. release. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where, like, you can't get Blu-rays of. I think any Blu-ray you can get is yeah. like Paprika and. Perfect oh, well, blue. perfect
0: blue you can only get in in the UK because it's from Anime Limited have got the UK rights. You can't even get perfect blue in Blu-ray in the US. Can't so, get it. Um, and also screening at Manchester Animation Festival is Phantom Boy, which we have talked about on this yes! here podcast, and we rather liked it. And the animation studio who produced it, who Foley Image, furly, furly image or, or, fully Image Foley fully Image Foley Image uh, will be hosting a masterclass at the festival and jo- Joanna Quinn will be cool. hosting a live drawing session which is
2: well that's unmissable that's a reason to no, go yeah. like whatever you're doing
0: and so yeah lots of cool stuff happening at Manchester Animation Festival plus obviously they will also be screening Uh, Shorts in competition and giving out a award designed by McKinnon and Saunders, so it's a cool B thing that they created. So that is happening this November. So if you are around, you should go there. (laughs) It's it's a long way from me, unfortunately, but not as long as it is from you, obviously. But yeah, I
1: know. It's like it's like you mentioned the life drawing class, the life drawing masterclass. I'm just like, oh man. That's something that I've always wanted to go and learn how to do, and it's just—it's all. It's like I'm from Joanna direction.
2: Quinn as well. Like, oh, that's that's going to be so cool. I might I might make a trip out of that. Oh really? Yeah, sounds <laughs> good. If I can. All right. It's, it's it's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Anyway. So it's like yes, it's like it season
1: it
2: really is and it really it, is Oh, you're going to get mad FOMO they are that's what missing the kids out, say isn't yeah.
0: it? the um, kids it's also yeah. it's just been the uh, the Ottawa uh, Animation Festival as well so they've they've given out all the awards but we will cover that at a future time I think because I haven't written that up yet <laughs> Yeah. We're getting um, to it. That was it. Festivals wise, I think. Is that's not enough for you? It, it should right. be. There's loads. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like it's it's, it's like you, you 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 sneeze and look to the look to the left. It's like oh, there's another festival going on. It's like oh, like the only they're just happening all right, right one mm-hmm. after the other after the London other. London
0: Film Festival coming up and everything, and yeah, um, so. Something else that has happened in the last week or so is that Milo Murphy's Law, the new series that's coming to Disney XD from the creators of Phineas and Ferb, who is Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh. What are the name? Uh, those are coming. That the first episode of that is going to be showing on Disney XD in the US in October the third, but you can watch it now because you can download it from the US iTunes Store uh for free and it's the first the first episode which is actually two store two d- separate stories so it looks like it's 22 minute episodes but i guess it's split into two 11 minute things which was that phineas and Ferb* was the same i think uh or was it or is it just 11 minute episodes straight yeah. up? i don't know
1: um I, I i would have to actually be able to have to see the episodes to be sure but it's that's a very interesting uh Mar- uh, marketing move To be able to just Put the pilot Up on Online at first For you know For free And then mm-hmm. just having it, it Premiere on television Uh Later But that's That's actually really it's, clever
2: It's I, I I've seen that happen Quite a lot mm-hmm. Um what shows? Everything Uh That happens a lot On like Uh On TV here Not necessarily like cartoons Mm-hmm but like stuff will be put on BBC iPlayer before it's on TV, and HBO do it a lot as well.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember the HBO. That's something that they normally do with their shows. But uh, that's it's interesting. That's like. But what you said, we don't normally see that with animation specifically. So I'm actually that that's for that. That's a really good good move in my in my mind because there have been other channels and shows and programs that have. Have been struggling. Okay, like, do we put this online or do we have this completely just broadcast or we do both? How do we do both? Or like, I know yeah. there was the whole there was the whole struggle with uh, the last few seasons of uh, Legend of Korra and Nickelodeon where they just like they they basically just stopped broadcasting the show just to put everything up online, which was which only served to confuse everyone who was trying to follow that show.
0: And this is on the US iTunes store, so all you need is a US iTunes account. Uh, and you know what? I think you can maybe get a US iTunes account, account if you're not in America. Yeah, you just yeah. yeah. You can because
2: I got one yeah. when I got Pokemon Go for the because it wasn't out over here for Asia. Really? Yeah. So I had to get like a. Oh my god! I think I used like I probably shouldn't say. I think I used like a like an address in <laughs> a comic
0: book store. <laughs>
2: Because <laughs> it was like I just, I was like, "How do I find an yeah, address?" And yeah, as long as you're not yeah, putting so you credit
0: card number, because you have to have an American credit card number. But if you're just doing free stuff, then yeah,
2: and I get, I, it won't be that bad because iTunes doesn't send junk mail. So no, mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. no.
1: hey, at least you're at least you're playing <laughs> Pokemon Go.
0: It's, it's no harm done. It's this it, was all free. It's all free. <laughs> so you're not. Yep. Ripping anything off, you just got it a bit early. bit early, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're in the US or you've got a US account for iTunes, then check that out or just wait until it's on TV if you want, <laughs> I guess. Uh,
1: Whichever you prefer, you
0: can check out Weird Al Yankovic being Milo Murphy and singing the theme tune and stuff.
1: Which is awesome, as we've discussed previously.
2: Oh, he's also in the show.
1: Well, he's playing I the main character. He's...
2: I didn't know that. All right, I thought he just did the theme song.
1: I know that's the whole reason I really want to watch the show. Like just, just, just from the outset, it's like okay, not only is the theme song great, the concept's pretty, sounds pretty funny, but you've got Weird Al Yankovic doing the playing, doing the voice for the main character. I'm just like okay, consider me, we, you know, on board. We haven't seen it yet, show. but we've
0: speculated that there might be more music in it than just the theme song because they've got Weird Al so <laughs> yes why would they not mm-hmm.
2: oh and the, and the polka version of the the, the the ending theme is the a yeah, polka version yeah you made that joke the last
3: time
2: <laughs> it better be it, I know, no I know I did no I know I did I yeah. was aware that I was <laughs> being annoying twice
0: and... <laughs> okay um, also also um Speaking of things that are from Disney that have been released online, there is a new trailer. That was a vague attempt at a segue. There, it wasn't very smooth. Sorry. Um, yeah. Also, I think it has happened. Would would be, uh, uh, yeah, not much of a segue either. I'm, I'm rusty or pissy, Sorry.
2: It's a pretty, it's a pretty reliable one as things go.
0: That's what they do in the news. Yeah. The actual news. They don't try and segue the news. Also, yeah. they
1: look to another camera.
0: Yeah, they don't find a segue.
2: <laughs> they don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, speaking
1: of fire, they just go fire, right
2: into it. No, they don't.
0: <laughs> and that was a hot piece of news. Speaking of fire, there's been a massive fire. <laughs>
1: Oh, that great. I can already see that going that very dark. That was amazing. <laughs> that
0: was great. I love it. I love it.
2: You can certainly use it like and to it burn politicians. The dead speaking of death if you have like a... yeah, like a camera. Speaking of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of heaps of trash, <laughs> the uh, Trump campaign is. Has... Yeah.
1: Oh yes. Oh, oh. Mm. Uh-huh, so no. I think you
2: were saying, Chris, that. A thing has happened. Something's happened.
0: Moana trailer. <laughs> you The first 1st first full-length Moana yeah! trailer has come out. And it is good.
1: Wow. <laughs> it is very because exciting. We've had teaser
0: trailers, but this is a full-length trailer. So two minutes long, you get lots of little bits from the movie. It looks very pretty. Very, very pretty. And the water and the, the Pacific things all look pretty. And there's also a fire thing, and there's all fire and... That's cool.
1: <laughs> Looks like a lava monster of some kind. Looks this is going to be our main antagonist of the film. And then uh, Moana is set off on her journey to find this demigod, the shapeshifter, uh, well, played by the rock.
2: <laughs> going by, like, Pokemon logic, surely that's going to be no, like, fight for her because she <laughs> controls the sea.
1: Well, chant well... I w- I wouldn't say controls the sea. It seems like the the sea in this particular movie. It seems to be like a a living entity of its own that just is one of her best friends. So
0: right when okay. you
1: have the ocean, the freaking ocean in your corner to help you out. I, yeah, I think that, like you said, given Pokemon logic, Moana's is going to come out on top.
2: Pokemon logic, which which to be like clear, is also logic, like actual
0: real. <laughs>
1: Yes, indeed. Water versus fire, water is going to win.
0: That's physics, isn't it? Or science or something.
1: Yeah.
2: But it it looks like a it really, I mean, it's directed by Ron Clements and John Musker who are like responsible for like the first Disney renaissance as it's like called. Um they made uh Great Mouse Detective and Little Mermaid oh, and Aladdin oh. and uh, Hercules and Treasure Planet, what else? <laughs> all of them. Treasure Planet and Princess and the Frog. So, it, it, and it does feel like one of those movies to me. Like it an really
1: does. Fashion. Now that you mentioned all those movies, like that, it's 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 starting now. I'm the the feeling that I get when I watch the trailer is starting to feel familiar. It's like now I know why.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because they basically, I think, like you know, with something like Aladdin that was really influential in how like modern like disney movies were being made and then as a as a result you know lots of other uh, studios sort of followed mm-hmm. in that model mhm uh yeah no it looks it looks great yes. it looks funny
0: and uh i didn't did you guys know that Maui is actually based on an actual like mythical figure in like
1: I think I had the feeling, I just couldn't, I'm not that familiar with the mythology, so I am yeah. wasn't sure exactly who it was, but, or if it was based on, you know, a uh, individual for the same name, or just, it was just based on an entirely different entity, but I, I I get, I had the inkling that it was based off something in actual mythology, I just wasn't, like I said, not not as familiar with it, so I wasn't exactly sure who or what.
2: Yeah, I pretty much assumed that, like, I mean, like, the same can't be no, said for, like, the merchandising no, that was, and the was That was a little
0: mistake. Teams. Kind of a big, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: what kind of, oh, yeah, the costume. Did you see gone. that? It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. Oh, really? See, I mean, what what, what I'm saying, sorry, just to explain for anyone who doesn't know, they made a... A a, a uh, costume a costume of the the demigod and it involved basically you know, like the skin it was like a skin
0: he doesn't was, really was, have much of a costume is the problem, <laughs> he's got a grass skirt and tattoo he doesn't, he's got yeah. grass
2: skirt and tats, but like the only way that they could make the tattoos work in a costume was let's make a weird skin suit and obviously it was not you know, racially or culturally, <laughs> the most sensitive yeah. thing they could have yes. done. So people... um, but what I'm what I'm saying is, the movie studio, at least, I think they they do a lot of research and they do if they invo- if they're making a movie which is you know about a particular culture, they'll go like full tilt into researching and trying to i mean sometimes you know it, it's it's um it's it's down to like your opinion whether they're successful with it but um well let's well, just contrast the, the
0: fact that the basically the pretty much the entire cast apart from alan tudyk is actually from the oceana region w- compared to mm-hmm. kubo and the two strings where they went Uh, everyone's Japanese. Who should we get? Matthew McConaughey and Charlize Theron. And the kid out of Game of Thrones who's Irish. Okay. Oh, okay. George Takai as well. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, that's...
2: That's true. I mean, I can only really... Yeah, you're right. There's no real excuse. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, it's Disney. So they could pretty much... Do anything, and yes. people would see it at this point.
3: Mm.
2: Not that there's been any like dip in quality in the films they're making, but yeah, they um, they they're less dependent on names, I think, as a
0: pull. Brock's quite famous.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's, he is. They
0: are pushing That's quite, true. he's kind of been pushed as you know, Dwayne Judson's new film. <laughs>
2: I mean, I can't... I I don't know anyone who doesn't like The Rock. If you don't like The Rock, there's something wrong with you.
0: Someone on the new Fast and Furious Um, film, apparently. Oh, yeah. I want it. It's Jason Statham, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I just wanted to make a quick mention since um, we were talking about, you know the kind of research that, Dis- you know, the Disney animated team would be, you know, normally puts into, you know, films that are based off fairy tales or, you know, set in a particular region where a fairy tales, uh, set. And, um, there is a podcast that I have been listening to rather regularly, um, called Disney Story Origins. i would like to have to give a chance to plug that because it's actually a very, uh, interesting little program where they not only read the um you know the actual events of the what happens in the disney movie like most like with including a bunch of audio clips from the film and so on and so forth and dictation of the film itself but also read right alongside it is the what you know but mm-hmm. if it's like say tangled um he reads the uh story the actual story of rapunzel or the the various iterations of said fairy tale and it's amazing to spe- to hear, especially when you get to listen to the original telling of the fairy tale, like what kind of elements they took out from the original story and, you know, left that in the film, what they took out. And it's, it's just a, it's a really good if you're a big Disney fan and like the, the fairy tale stories associated with it, I would highly yeah. recommend that
2: podcast. Yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, because um, Frozen has a really interesting story, I think. Like yeah, based the on development. the
1: Snow Queen. Yeah. And if you listen, because it was, um... Yeah, I think it was one of the first episodes he actually did was talking about uh Frozen. And it's, uh like you said, the development process of that film and then reading alongside with it the actual story of the Snow Queen. And in all honesty, after listening to that podcast, yeah, I'm, a hap- I'm happy with what we got for Frozen. At the same time, it's just like, I would have loved to see, like, an animated uh series or, like, you know series of shorts that were based on the actual, you know, literal tale of the Snow Queen.
2: Mm, there are it's, lots. It's
1: really cute.
2: Mm-hmm, there are lots and lots. Um, there's a Russian film from, like, the f- 60s or the 50s. Mm. Um, that's meant to be very good.
1: Okay. I'll well,
0: there's some it. sort of cheap knockoff one on on... <laughs> on Netflix as well, that's obviously trying to cash in on Frozen. <laughs> Good. I think that might be Russian ah. as well, from what I've heard. Good. Like, it's probably called The Snow Queen, strangely enough. Uh, yes, yeah, so Moana, coming out, well, November in yep. America, December in the UK. So, not too... That's.
2: I'm happy with that, because usually that's... Usually the the um thanksgiving movies in america february. the disney ones are <laughs> yeah. like
0: february so yeah we're getting we're getting both disney films in one year woo <laughs> didn't have to wait an extra <laughs> year for any of them uh yeah. so that looks good oh and you get to see the um little pirate things as well i can't the little coconut shell wearing pirates
1: Oh yeah, the, they yeah yes the evil the, uh, <laughs> coconut things or coconut creatures. Mm-hmm. They were those; those are funny. I, I'm I'm looking forward to see one other thing to look forward to with this film is being able to see those guys up close because they, I remember they were like when they were releasing, in, like the initial images for the uh, character designs and something. I remember it was the first things that we take a look we took a look at, and they were they were interesting. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, what were they what were they called the um. Uh, I'm thinking a Miyazaki film. I think probably the Princess Mononoke. The little, oh, little yeah. Oh, the little but...
2: forest spirit.
1: Things. Yeah. They kind yeah. of reminded me of that, like initially, but now that it's just like, oh well, they're they're actually nasty little buggers that will try to attack you. It's like, oh, that's a nasty... twist.
2: They're nasty little buggers. I think they also like basically yeah, perfect for
0: plush toys. As oh, well. oh like... you this is full yeah. of merchandising opportunities. There's that little pig. A little pig. Everyone's going to want that little pig. Yep. Uh, Thanks,
1: chicken.
0: Yeah. Exactly. The chicken yeah.
1: Voiced by Alan Tudyk.
0: <laughs> is, and um, the evil crab, voiced by <laughs> Jermaine Clements. Um, and yeah, I found out something I didn't know about the film.
2: It's uh, live action.
0: the uh nice. one of my favourite <laughs> uh, filmmakers of recent years. Is, is is one of the writers on it as well as. Uh, Clements and Musker and someone else I can't remember but um... I know who
2: yeah I can't say his name either and it makes me feel really white that I can't say his name because I see it and I recognise it but (laughs) I can't do it
0: Taika Waititi Waititi? uh, he is a a New Zealand director slash actor slash All sorts of multi-talented things, and he is um, the director of an awesome Kiwi film called. And when I say Kiwi, I mean from New Zealand. I don't mean it's got kiwi fruit in it or the small birds. No, that'd be weird. It's it's just New Zealand. All right, all right.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't know how you meant to say it. Are are you meant to say New Zealander or because it seems it's what it is like one of those when you want to say an Australian and then you say a New Zealand uh, it sounds a bit too long or maybe just say Kiwi, plain I wrong because
0: yeah, you know what you mean Kiwi uh, but some people probably don't know what that is so he's from New Zealand uh, <laughs> and he directed and starred in What We Do in Shadows which is a brilliant vampire mockumentary uh, which is one of my favourite comedies of recent years uh, and
2: yes. mine too it's- amazing. So anything he's involved with... And he's got moment, a new I'm film called Curse of the
0: Wilder People. Is it Curse of the Wilder People? Or... Where Sam Neill's is it being curse grumpy. Or is it
2: something... Like he is in everything. Yes, oh, um, uh, Hunt uh the Wilder Wilder People. People.
0: And that film is one of the most successful films to come out in New Zealand, apparently, and it even... Apparently they even liked it in Australia, and they don't like things from New Zealand in Australia. And um, <laughs> he is also written I don't know in what what capacity but he has written on Moana as well on the script so and he is he is very funny and he is also directing uh, for Ragnarok so he's gone way up in the world and working for Marvel so so that should be funny and I think there was like a something that's been going around on on online is a um video featuring four and his roommate or something supposed to be what he did during civil war and i think i think um this guy directed that as well so
1: i i have, i have yet to see that but i i i have no about doubt four
0: and his roommate hilarious. or something <laughs> i haven't seen it
1: Thor has a roommate. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but that's. Oh, that's the thing. I saw they're
2: like
0: playing Connect Four.
1: <laughs> oh Is my god! I- Are you serious?
0: Connect Four. Okay, yeah, I need to watch <laughs> this. Connect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Connect Right. Okay. okay. They, pro- mm-hmm. I, they better. Yeah. They oh, better my- make that joke. innit? They've missed that trick. It's right oh, there. Oh,
1: that pun, that, that, that pun had that pun had a delayed reaction on me. Now it's just finally sinking in. I'm just like, oh, oh, ow. Ow. Sorry. That's <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good it's one. It's so good
0: you're saying yeah. ow. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: <laughs> uh, that's,
0: <laughs> that's no,
1: usually an like,
2: indicator that something's good.
1: <laughs> I this is the thing. I like I've, I've said previous times, I absolutely mm. adore bad puns, and so sometimes it's just like if it's a really particularly like Bad pun. I'll still enjoy it, but it's just like, oh man, Ow. <laughs> like you know that sometimes you hear puns so bad that they seem like they physically hurt you. It's like I, I that was def- that was just delayed reaction for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, we... moving on. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. So Moana is coming out.
1: Yeah, Moana is a thing, and it's got a lot of talented people in it, and
0: it's it going to be great. Yeah. I'm excited. The only thing I'm not sure oh, okay. about is is that I'm I know I'm going to get. Glare at by people. So I don't know about the music, just because I I am not personally familiar with this Lin Manuel Miranda guy. I know he's the I know he's the um the, the Hamilton guy. I know that's, the best man who ever lived. Yeah, apparently, apparently,
2: yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty much on the same side of the fence because I started trying to listen to mm-hmm. Hamilton. And because I don't have, like, a high school level, like, knowledge of American history, I hadn't a bloody clue what was going on. And I didn't understand that he wasn't, like, that he was... Hamilton was actually white. And I just could, like, historically. And that confused the the bejesus out of me. And, yeah, I know. He's, um...
0: Yeah, he's...
2: Let's not turn this into lim round. No, we're not. We're trash not trash talking him.
0: We're Tantor. just saying we are not familiar with him <laughs> ourselves. And
2: it's it's one, basically it's one of those things where like you feel like not being as massively into it as everyone else is as good saying as it is the
0: worst <laughs> thing ever. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, kinda, kinda. It's just it's just bewildering a little bit.
0: And also, mm. I'm I'm just not that into musicals. Sorry, but which is, which is... oh, that's
1: fine. That's, there's no, there's nothing wrong for not being I mean, into the musical scene. I, uh, you haven't found
0: the I right mean, one I like, yet because they're great. You know, I say that loving Disney films, <laughs> so it's a bit, but, but like put it put <laughs> it on a, put it on a stage, and I'm like, no, nope, I'm out. <laughs> there are some great <laughs>
2: musicals around at the moment. And even if you don't go and see them, like they make amazing, mm. you know, like soundtracks that you can listen to and get a gist of the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The show from,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure, I'm sure the, I'm sure the music will be great. I'm just saying, I don't know what to expect. Is basically what I'm saying. So mm. that's
1: part mm. of the fun. It's a mystery. We
0: won't know until. And we get obviously, there. it's going to have a bit of a Pacific tone to it and I also don't really know much about that music wise, so specific time. Specific it. Sorry. I mean, no, I meant Pacific. I meant it's, Pacific. You say specific uh, I know, I
2: know. I know you did. I know you did. It, I was just making the joke that every single uh. time anyone says Pacific they mean specific.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Alright. Not always people Good might job, say man. I'm going across the Pacific. They're like you mean Pacific no I mean the the ocean I'm making I'm making a Pacific point here oh okay um one other news story uh that I thought we should mention that's just come out this very day on which we are recording and that is that there is going to be a second series of One Punch Man the hit anime series about a man who punches stuff I think I don't know. I haven't really watched it, to be honest.
1: <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the story of a man who can just kill almost anything in one. But place.
0: basically, ev- everyone loves it. It seems. A-
1: and well, yeah. It's it's a it's, it's a very hilarious. Well put- yeah, oh hey, yes. It's it one is. of the
2: funniest anime series I've ever seen.
1: Amen to that. Really. Yeah. It is, and it's you'd think. That having a character that's as ridiculously overpowered as uh, the main protagonist, uh, Saitama, you'd think it would be a snooze fest, but it is it has a fantastic sense of humor, and the animation can go from, like, really, like, I wouldn't say bad, it's just very, like, comical, to, uh, really just incredible Sakuga-style, like, animation. And then, and back again, with ease. And it's... And even though, like I said, Saitama is, like, ridiculously overpowered, that's part of the joke. And you're still invested in the stories because he's doing all these incredible things and he gets no credit for it. Absolutely none. And so he's basically, this. from what I can gleam of the story so far, it's, it is his journey to actually get some recognition for the stuff that he does. And it's hilarious how just, like, almost every single opportunity he gets to potentially show off and prove to the world that he is as strong as he really is... No one believes
0: him. Basically, all we know at the moment is there's going to be a second season. Don't even know when. I would guess it's probably not going to be before next year, or maybe... I suppose it could be like the next season, but I I imagine if they've just announced it, and that's all they've done, it's probably going to be like next mm-hmm. year. So...
1: I I would I would estimate as such because it's it's if since it's so popular I'd like to think that they you know if they're going to try and capture the same kind of uh, magic that they had for the first season they're going to want to take as much time as they possibly can to make sure that like I said the animation is where it's supposed to be and everything because they they've they've set a bar with this first season and normally mm. with a show like this they try to meet or surpass that bar in the follow up season. Or they try to as best as they can to, to do that. So we we'll, and it's it's Madhouse it's Madhouse doing the animation too, so I'd like to think that they would definitely make sure they put the effort in to get it at least up to the same bar as the previous season.
0: And yeah, it's it is kind of weird the way anime works where you don't always when something's successful, you might think, Oh, there'll be a new series along straight away and that it often isn't because they they think oh if it's gonna be really big then we're gonna take our time maybe like with like with attack on titan because if that had been on in america Mm -hmm. you know if that had been an american show they would have just been a new series straight away but exactly yeah yeah
2: yeah i I remember like going to a big like attack on titan
3: Mm -hmm.
2: like panel like the year that it got really popular and they were like yeah we are doing season two but it's going to take, like, two years. And the whole crowd just, like, made a noise (laughs) that... (laughs) I can't really describe, which is, like... A
1: chorus of disappointment.
2: Being being excited and disappointed at exactly the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've only been following a little
2: bit of... I think with most things like this, it's, like, you really can't prepare yourself for when something is successful like that. So they probably didn't have, like, the plan... The genuinely, like, a plan in place to... for the mm. next series.
1: or hmm the continuation next of the season. story thereof. Yeah, because uh, I've been relatively following Attack on Titan ever since, you know, after, you know, the manga, after I stopped watching, you know, the, the anime came to its conclusion. And from the story events that have happened, it's season two for... This show is going to be a really difficult thing to tackle because a lot has been going on and a lot of characters have been like coming and going and some getting more development and so forth. But it's, it's done in a way that I'm like trying to picture it at you know in animation. It's like you know at the same animation quality that the original season was, and it's it's going to be a chore. Like, it's that's why, in hindsight, I'm not surprised it, it is taking them this long. To make a second season, because it's like, okay, we have got to pick what elements to focus on, or like, how slow are we going to pace this out? Is there, are we going to try to speed things up a little bit? And it's a it, it's a lot of planning that has to go into that. So it, it's it I'm I'm not surprised it's taking it's been taking them this long to get another, a second season of Attack on Titan, and I can only imagine depending on how far that they're going to be taking this next season of uh, One Punch Man, it might be. As much no, I wouldn't maybe say as much. Take as much time as it would for Attack on Titan because One Punch Man is. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's a bit more of a linear story than uh, Attack on Titan was. Yeah. Is there are a lot of there are a lot of other complicated I don't elements know where in they've that got series. To with the
0: manga as well because that's always a, a a consideration in adaptations because that's one of the main reasons for Attack on Titan taking a while, isn't it? Because it was like. Wait, wait for the the manga to get further ahead and stuff. So rather than just pump out filler mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: Yeah, pump either pumping out filler. Yeah, pumping out filler would probably be the worst possible thing. That would like just really damage the series's uh, popularity. But and in hindsight, it's it's good. I I'm happy that they went with that route. You know, just waiting until they have the right opportunity to. Know what they're doing, and then go go forward. This time,
0: there's that. a green titan. Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh, trust me, there are more titans that we're gonna get to see in this next series. But it's that be, different colors is not that is not gonna be the only thing out know, separating them from separating <laughs> them from the the titans we've seen already. It's gonna be it's gonna be great to see in animation. But it's, like I said. Take your time, guys, because we want. To, if we're going to do this, it has to be done cool. right.
0: So watch this space for more information on uh, One Punch Man Season 2, or One Punch Man 2, as I think they're calling it, uh, when we get it. And I think that about does it for news for today. So it I is time so. to talk a bit about some stuff that we've been watching. Uh, I guess I could go first. Um, and I yeah, watched sure. a few different things. Uh, one thing I watched uh, f- to review for the magazine uh, was a series called When Supernatural Battles Become Commonplace, which is a a lovely, <laughs> lovely title. Just, uh,
2: <laughs> I want to watch that just from the title.
0: Same. Hey, hey Rachel, was that in, in the quiz that we did? I don't know.
1: I don't recall. I feel. I feel like I would have remembered it if you had. If you had mentioned it in our little uh, anime title quiz that you you gave me a while back, and I just ah, it's. I, oh, I, is I is well, what's
2: that. the quiz? Is it oh, like, that's right. We haven't been re- through the quiz is it, yet. Is it like three fake titles and then one
0: real one? Yeah, something like that. I, w- I was listing titles oh, that were either real, okay, or completely made up.
1: <laughs> it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. We should do it again uh,
0: sometime.
1: <laughs> make Dan make Dan do it next time because <laughs> see how well he does. I was I, I was actually surprised with well. how well I did.
0: Um, yeah. So this is a a series actually that I didn't know, but when going into it, but it was actually made by Trigger in 2014. Um, but it is not. Like other trigger shows, really. Um, It is, as you might imagine, there is a bunch of teenagers with superpowers, but it is based around a literary club in a high school, and they all develop superpowers out of nowhere. And you might think from the title that supernatural battles play a big part in this series. Uh, Not really. Uh, So the title is a bit inactive, so no. they're not
2: really commonplace. No, it's it's actually an inaccurate
0: title because they're not that commonplace. There's like maybe three or four in 12 episodes. There's like one, <laughs> one quite early on and then they sort of have some at the end. <laughs> but most of the time it's like, oh, does okay. the main character like the girl with the red hair or the brown hair best? <laughs> and it's like, Who's exactly the same no, character going so they, they do actually look there. different. And they, they look you know, they look all right. Okay, um, okay. But it's you might expect more from a trigger show. Uh it's you know, it's 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 fine. It's just it's fairly standard sort of rom com y hijinks. Oh, let's go to a festival, oh let's go to the beach, etc Um and uh who does he like best? Oh I don't know. What about the superpowers? Never mind, eh? <laughs> But it has, it has, like, it, has, come has some, on, it,
1: guys.
0: it has some interesting ideas. Like in. he's, they've all got different superpowers, and the main guy's superpower is basically useless. Uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a flame that comes out of his hand, and you might think that's useful, but it isn't because it can't burn anything or anything. It's just for, for display. Uh, what? But other people have, <laughs> other people have more useful. That's funny. Um, useful powers like one person can reset things to how they were one person can control time, things like that. And, and oh, yeah, they geez. don't really use those very much. Uh, cause it's mainly sort of sitcom stuff. And then, um, but there's like one episode where you sort of, you think, Oh, there's more of a story coming in. There are other people with superpowers and you find out why the superpowers exist. And I'm, I'm just going to give it away cause it's, it's kind of cool. Um, basically it, it's fairies. Fairies oh have been giving human superpowers and what, and made them fight each other for fun because they just want to watch it.
3: Oh my. And it's like, yeah, yeah, this is where it's Brilliant. going. This
0: is where it's going. And then they just go, no, no, back to the romance. <laughs> and it's like, what? There's a really cool uh... idea there. Do that really cool idea. <laughs> so.
1: That's. That's. Oh man. It's like, that's a. So, got yeah. a tease. Tease, tease, it,
2: tease. It 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 seems to be the sort of thing where it's like you said yeah, it was based on a gosh, light novel series. Gosh. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. basically like so proper affair. Right? So can, it seems Right. But yeah, it looks like it's going for the audience who really does care if he chooses to mm-hmm. go with the blonde hair or the dark um, hair. And bas-
0: basically shame. Uh uh, the it's yeah hasn't got too many triggery sort of touches. They're sort of like little bits of visuals where you go, oh, actually I can see that's trigger because there are like, little things that look a bit like some of the effects you're getting. Kill the kill or whatever. And also the um mm-hmm. infer- the main character from Inferno mm-hmm. Cop has a cameo in the opening titles for no apparent reason. And there is there's also one bit where a character <laughs> from Kill the Kill just goes in the background and that's about it. But
3: Oh, uh, yeah it's
0: it, it like i said it's it, you know it's cute and nice enough and everything it's just i wanted them to do the supernatural stuff because when they did the battles, they were cool and they got the whole idea of the fairies messing around and that's fun <laughs> why not
1: yeah that 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 sounds like something that I, it makes sense like why Tr- Trigger would would try and adapt this this particular story but then it's just like they Maybe just didn't have enough to work with. I guess if it was like like Dan said, pick the girl and then with the they sort of the bring
0: body. back the supernatural thing right at the end to give it a bit of drama, and that basically means that they don't really resolve either of them because to go oh right let's just, let's oh do the big God. battle rather than oh. decide.
1: <laughs> I hate it when a show does so, that. Yeah. especially. But in I'm anime.
0: I'm really intrigued because. I wasn't able to get the review discs in time, uh, so I watched it on Crunchyroll. And there is so much around in like dialogue revolving around like the way things are read and stuff, like kanji and everything. There's like saying, "Oh, this is read. This can be read in this way or that way." And I, I just wonder how that's mm-hmm. going to translate yeah. into the dub version because Sentai did a dub of it. Um, so the the DVD version.
3: Yeah, the, that's gonna be... the
0: home version's going to have a dub on it, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how they will deal with that. So I'm intrigued by that.
1: Yeah, sure. See how see so, how it yeah, goes. That that
0: that is an, a slightly unusual show. Great title, uh, some great <laughs> stuff in it, and a great idea about fairies having humans fight each other for fun. But not really done much with it. So there you go. Also, yeah. So thank you. I ended I up watching an episode of Wabbit, the uh, recent like Looney Tunes reboot, uh, which I hadn't oh. seen any of before. Um, I had not heard of is,
1: this.
0: Uh, I wasn't overly impressed, uh, to be honest. It didn't make me laugh that much. Uh, well, really, at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I kind of found the. Uh, I thought, thought bug sounded wrong. I know it's not going to be Mel Blanc, but still.
3: Mm-hmm. The other
0: thing was mm-hmm. like in one story, there was this little squirrel character who was basically the exact same character as the little squirrel in Empress New Groove. Uh, who. Have you seen that? The little squirrel and he.
1: No, I remember when the the, the big the big henchman yeah. guy is talking with the squirrel, yeah.
0: Exactly the same like design and character and everything as in Empress New Groove. And there was also there was also these ninja huh. characters who are basically the heads from Spirited Away, the bouncy heads. But um but Oh what? Yeah, the, but oy, they oy, had oy, them guys. in ninja outfits and they were ninjas oy, and they were bouncing oy. around and Going like making more ninja noises, and it's huh? like we are oh. just ripping things off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like what. And the you're
0: going to rip heck? things off. You're going and to rip off even... Disney and Miyazaki. <laughs> I mean, no one will notice that.
1: <laughs> well, no, and also, I mean, if if you're going to make a, if if you're doing hmm. it for the sake of a parody, it's got to make sense. But I mean, that's
2: true. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean. That's that's true, because, to be fair, I mean, the Looney Tunes cartoons, mm-hmm. they were always quite contemporary. Yeah. They had they had lots of pop culture references, but they knew their
0: references. Well, I also feel like no one would really, you know, not many people would spot that reference or whatever, or see it as a reference.
1: That's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, sorry. So just like, that's, yeah. I mean, people who've seen the movie might make the connection, but
0: so it's just a badly it, it, stolen it idea. It's a vaguely amusing idea of having ninjas as That's being sad. bouncing heads. And then, then they um, occasionally sort of come together and make a big ninja. But still, it, I wasn't overly impressed. I've only mm. watched one episode, which is like two two separate stories, like, you know, two shorts, basically. Um, and I know you watched this as well, Dan. I watched the first couple of episodes of South Park because the... Season 20 has just started airing.
2: Is it 20? Oh, that's so cool. It's back. It's back. What
0: what do you... It's back. Boys are back
1: in town.
2: I think... I mean, the first episode just floored me. I couldn't believe how funny it was and how they just... So, basically... What I thought they were going to do was kind of happened, where the the way the, like the last season was really different to how it usually goes. It was mm-hmm. pretty much one story, and they have continued uh, the setup from how things yeah. were at the end of last season, pretty mm-hmm. much just continuing the story. Um. So, like Mr. Garrison and and K- Caitlyn Jenner are on a campaign together. Um, and well, who's their
0: opponent? It is basically Hillary Clinton. In this world.
2: It is, I know it's basically Hillary, but it's actually well, they Hillary, just Clinton, say, Hillary Clinton? They just say a turd sandwich. I can't remember. That's all they say. A turd sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turd sandwich. Um. Yeah, no, it's great. And, like, the the thing is, I mean, the thing that you hope that South Park do is kind of, uh, you know, comment on and kind of try to reflect Mm. back current events to you in a way that makes you first, like, laugh, but then think uh I don't know it was just it was just like funny funny stuff um uh they're kind of focusing around yeah. the idea of like the internet that again was... and yes. like internet culture and trolling culture and um stuff like that and yeah they're making some i mean the, th- the thing is is that they never well, actually make no. direct points really. I don't think I. I don't think they ever say this is this and we believe this. They kind of, you know, they do the thing where they don't let anyone get off. I think actually that's not quite the case. I think they're certainly coming down along the side of like more liberal ways of thinking, even if they're not presenting as you know the most. Um, mm-hmm. What's the word like sensitive? <laughs> Uh, they're not presenting things in the most sensitive way. They'll do something for a bit of a a shock, but in the end, they they're doing mm. it for the right reason. I don't know. They they're just the best writers on TV. I think I really mean that. Uh, the way they they set things up is just amazing. Um, and. And Cartman is still like just the best character. He's
1: uh, he pretty funny.
2: Because even if he's and so like the the setup in the first episode was that there's a troller called yeah. Skank Hunt Forty Two, and he's basically a complete misogynist, uh, hateful troll guy, mm-hmm. and um. The girls in South Park are fed up with him. Everyone basically thinks it's Cartman, and oh, Cartman but... behaves in such a, uh, a a twatty way that you pretty much believe that it is him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but it turns out that it might not be him. Um, That's
1: a great plot for an episode. Like just in general, of South Park. I mean, this is this is the episode that they started with on this season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to just sorry. like end up. Yeah, I don't want to end up just retelling the episode, but um it's it it the sh- the the structure mm-hmm. of the show has like changed a lot. Like the the most recent episode uh had a very open ending and it was not yeah, conclusive. That's a, like I not that South Park is always the most conclusive thing in the world, but it's, it's heavily leaning into the fact that you're meant to be watching the whole
0: season. Yeah, and I not really, just really like the idea kid. that they're doing serialized story, storytelling now. I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, how brave. I mean, can you, The Simpsons no. didn't do that after 20 seasons.
1: No, they certainly how, did not.
2: And I, how amazing is it that after like 20 seasons on, on the air, rather than you know, say, like, oh, you know, this show isn't so good anymore, let's cancel it and start a new thing. They have let it, like, evolve and change into this this new thing, which is the same show with the same characters and the same, you know, like, themes and sense of humour, but it's a different way of watching
3: it.
1: That's a really g- genius way to, you know, just to let the show continue to evolve and then considering... How long they yeah. worked on it? They don't. It's never gonna. I mean, they can they can change or they can they can take risks of what they can do or can't do with an episode. But at the same time, it's just like I think, like you said, that for for a show of this type, I don't think actually going for like you said, serialized storytelling. I don't think it's ever really been done before. But at least but at least by South Park's definitely and certainly not by uh, South Park's competition. Like you said, Be The Simpsons yeah. and Family Guy certainly never did anything like that. I mean, you would have certain episodes where it would be like, it would lead from one episode into another, but after like a couple, a handful of episodes, it would go back to the status quo. Mm
3: hmm.
1: But-
2: yeah, and I, I, I think also the benefit that they have is they make the shows as they are being aired. Mm hmm. So they have the added benefit of um people will be tuning in because they will be uh, what's the word, relevant. You know, exactly. they'll be Yep,
1: yeah, that's that's the other thing that sets South Park, oh, you know, so it sets it apart from other bits of you know, shows like this and it's it's good. It's really it's really refreshing to see.
0: And I know that because of it coming back, uh, at least in the UK on the like streaming service that South Park's on. They've put up again the documentary Six Days to Air. So,
2: oh no, wait, where well, where can I see that? Because I always try and find it's it on it and now I can't. TV.
0: So you have to,
2: yeah, it's just really okay. It's
0: you know the okay. Sky streaming service thing.
3: <laughs>
2: That's one of like the best documentaries I've ever seen about making TV. Because it kind of shows you mm-hmm. how hard people work, but yeah, it's 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 a really insightful documentary. I love that one.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that myself because I've, I've everyone's been recommending it to me. That I know who watches South Park, so I will. I, I definitely have that on my list of stuff to watch.
0: Yeah, so it's the new season of South Park, which is currently on the air in Comedy Central. Oh, in the US and the UK because it's Comedy Central UK <laughs> so um, uh, yes
1: very nice
0: oh I did also watch uh, I don't know if it's the most recent series but the first episode of Bob's Burgers uh, is season 6 the most current one I don't know um,
1: not sure sorry
2: I don't know is that the one that's on no, UK Netflix no. New this
0: TV was on LTV again, uh, so it there was like a um, oh, okay. a interesting story where it was like uh, the children telling telling stories of, of um, how life might have been different had Bob and uh, Tina not Tina, Bob and Linda not met when they met because they met because he had a mustache apparently, <laughs> and her. Um, her, her um, engagement <laughs> ring, because she was engaged to someone else, got stuck in his moustache, and had he not had that moustache, then their lives would have been different. And the um, the kids all come up with their own different way of how it might have gone. And uh, Gene's idea was that he <laughs> he would have died and ended up being resurrected as a um, as a police by the police, basically Robo Cop with a moustache, a cybernetic moustache. Um, oh my God. And there's another one where he ends up as a werewolf basically. Yeah. And it's yeah, it was it's kind of like their own take on Treehouse of Horror type thing with different stories. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I've watched. Did <laughs> you watch anything else, Dan? Or
2: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened yesterday. I <laughs> i think i think i pretty much have yeah i've only been watching south park that's animated yeah. that's
1: okay that's like it's like we said that's that's not a bad thing that's especially with this new season i'm looking forward i'm actually really curious about I'm, this i'm now. glad you
0: watched it as well because so we got to talk about it on the show
1: rachel <laughs> all right uh Since I've been away, there has been uh, quite a few things that I had the opportunity to see. One of which was a little something that I actually had the opportunity to see uh, air in theaters in one of my local theaters. um, On uh, uh, I forget what the name of the program was, but it's like they they show a bunch of like old older movies and bring like older films back. Yeah, Fathom Fathom events, and uh, one of the things that they had they partnered up with Crunchyroll. And we're able to premiere on, in, in theaters, the first dubbed episode of, or I wouldn't say, I, would say I, would, I guess we'd call it movie-sode because it's it's a lo- very long, long uh, series. But it's uh, one that I'm very fond of. It's called Digimon Adventure Tri, which is basically the big resurgence of the Digimon series that's been going on for the past year or so. Um, and they've they've already released um, the first two on Crunchyroll, and the third one's actually getting ready to come out in the again, relatively soon, I think. But um, this was their first time ever premiering you know, the uh, official dub version of this show, and I have to say, it was a real treat to see—not be, just because of the fact that you know it was—I'm a huge Digimon fan, and it was great to see like all the characters that I grew up, you know, watching you know, taking another go on the, you know, story and reuniting together and having adventures. But what made it even more special to me, and I'm sure with everyone else in the theater who was watching it, was I swear they have at least more than half of the original cast that were played these characters in the original show, which was a real freaking treat. It was, oh gosh, I'm thinking give a list of names. Um, Joshua Seth as uh, Tai Kamiya. And um, I know that they had the same actors for at least a majority of the Digimon. Like Agumon was the same. Tentamon was the same. And it just, the list goes on and on. I mean, obviously with some actors, they had to change. Like, uh, I believe uh, Vic Mignogna was actually cast as uh, Matt in this new uh, in this new dub. As opposed to the or the guy who voiced him originally i can't remember his name so i'm terribly sorry but um and at first
2: so it's a so it's a retelling of like the original series
1: well it's not really so much a retelling but a continuation thereof because um
3: Ah.
2: the
1: original season went you know came and went back in the 90s and then uh they followed up with uh digimon zero two which was a uh second season which focused on a new set of characters basically kind of taking over where the original characters were before and defending the digital world from various mm-hmm. baddies and so forth. And when Digimon tri Digimon Adventure Trial was announced, you know, I feel like it was about a couple years a year or two back, um we originally wondered like, "Oh, this is, you know, taking place around that time, you know, the you king, know, all the original kids are in like High, you know, late middle school, high school now, and are mm-hmm. moving moving on with their lives, and are just going to be drawn back into another Digimon adventure. So for a long time, we thought like, oh, is this? Are they doing this instead of the set that second season? You know, in terms of like what's canon or not. But then you know, you go in, you sit, and you watch the first like couple minutes of the movie, and you know, you are getting introduced to our main, you know, our main heroes again, you know, as older. But then in a very strange sequence, they're showing. The kids that were supposedly taking over, you know, defending the digital world. And systematically, you're seeing, you know, it's very, like, they kind of blur it out. But you see, like, something very bad is happening to them. So they are confirmed to be in the story. But we don't know what's really happened to them, like, at this point. They could be dead. They could be, like, it's it, it, it's really it's <laughs> the strangest thing. Because, like, okay, we're, like, because we I know that a lot of Digimon fans were not happy with that second season and the characters that they were, that were introduced, at least the majority of them. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, if you're gonna have this, rewrite the continuity, let's, like, do that, or, like, or at least explain with some kind of relevance, okay, why are these, why are we showing these bad things happen to these characters, and why are we not giving them, like, any consideration whatsoever? Because I swear, um... Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit because I'm just, I'm still trying to process a lot of what's been going on with this in terms it of. It sounds the plot. like a
2: very strange way to reboot.
3: It <laughs> like
1: is! It and the
0: I... idea. The Star Wars Episode 10 because... started. Like, oh, look, Jar Jar Binks is being violently beaten to death.
2: Yeah, there'd be like a mixed feeling of, let's get back to that, and also, <laughs> oh, that was good to see. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. also trying to
1: figure out, like, exactly where in the, um, that second season timeline this is taking place, because by the end of that season, something had happened, I, like, I've it's been so long since I've seen the show, so I apologize if I'm not getting this, like, 100% correct, but, um, there was, like, some kind of merging between, or an open passageway between the digital and real world, and so almost every single, you know, person got their own Digimon, and you know certain characters like it's like oh be the ambassadors, ambassadors to the digital world and yada yada. So it's like it's de- this definitely is taking place before that. So it's just like it's it's really hard to pin down when exactly this is happening. But at the same, oh,
2: is it like set in the nineties as well?
1: Yeah, oh, that's that, 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 cool. like Do they like have 90s... big
2: computers.
1: Nineties, early two thousands, I think.
2: Okay, okay.
1: But um. Yeah, it's it's really hard to peg down exactly where the plot's going. I mean, so far, the only, like, thing that they were really, like, shown what they're going for is the fact that there's these Digimon that have been infected by some kind of virus and are being able to get to the real world via, um, some kind of, like, corrupted passageway. Since it's technically supposed to be closed off, save for a few people. And... Are, you know, basically wreaking havoc in the real world and, uh, you know, you know, basically getting the old gang back together to try and, you know, with their Digimon and fighting, fighting the corrupted Digimon and, you know, basically trying to piece together, okay, what's going on? And all the same time, uh, Tai is having, the main character is having a crisis of conscience, like, oh, well is fighting thing, is is fighting Digimon like this, you know, like we used to, is it really a good thing? Because we're actually causing a lot of property damage with this. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's great, and I'm happy to see these characters again, and the animation, when it wants to be, like, for the really important scenes is really well done. But it, it, it could go, it could either get really great from here on out, or it could Start going downhill really fast in terms of the story because, like I said, it's really hard to pin down when or when this is exactly happening or in how much is supposed to be considered canon or whatnot. And it's just, uh, that part, that part, I just need to say wait and see for how that they're going to handle that later on. But just, uh, it's, I am still very excited to see what's going to be happening next. It's just, I'm kind of keep watching it with my fingers crossed, like, please don't mess this up, guys. But these
0: are not like proper movies are they are they like 50 minutes
1: type yeah they are like about 50 minute like episodes or whatnot, and uh, yeah it's, it's it's really hard to pin down exactly what they are they're more like I would say I wouldn't even say short short film that's, because they're longer I'm, than a short film that's the thing be, they do
0: but... in Japan sometimes they've released like the uh, like Ghost in the Shell Arise they're like they're, they're like 50 minute episodes yeah. were, they were Shown in cinemas originally in Japan, and then they were released uh, like on Blu-ray afterwards. But they they were ma- mm-hmm. yeah the same
2: with the uh, original Digimon uh shorts.
1: Exactly. I was just about to mention that the um the the Digimon shorts that were made by Mamoru Hosoda were kind mm-hmm. of they're kind like of twenty minutes.
0: It was like a 20 minute short they were like part of the thing were they or did they just show 20 minutes on its own i
1: i think they were part of, they were part of like a separate like uh, like marketing thing to help you know uh to help with the you know since so the series was coming out at the time and they wanted to help you know i, I i've increased like the I, I would say market yeah i'm rambling take someone take someone start talking and Keep me from talking because this is ah. <laughs> this your is thing, what Digimon does to me. It,
2: it does it to me too. I mean, I remember watching the show, and it Digimon Try looks really different. Yeah, the original was... show was actually really cartoony, and like, I mean, because they were kids, they were like you know shorter, and but I remember the style being very different in mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean. I even 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 actually to the like hosoda shorts yeah the st- the show and uh the show's like style visually was very different mhm um but it was always like kind of a weird show it was it was good i mean for starters <laughs> i mm-hmm. i preferred it to pokemon the <laughs> tv show yeah it actually had like a decent story but they went like to some weird dark places and that, I remember.
1: Oh yes. It it most certainly did. And it and it feels like like I said, what literally opening this movie with almost seemingly wiping out the 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 kids from the uh, Zero Two cast. It's it's just like oh The
2: Digi Destined.
1: Yes. Well the the the, <laughs> the next generation Digi-Destined. Digi we don't know what's happened to them though. There is, um, there was a bit of a teaser at the very end of, uh, this particular episode where they actually showed, like, the first, like, 10-15 minutes of the third one, which was a bit odd because I haven't seen the second one yet in between this, which is supposed to even throw any more wrenches into the plot, but then one of the, um, one of the members of the O2 cast, which does, you know, who was a member of the, eventually became a member of the DigiDestined, but he originally started out as antagonist, the Digimon Emperor, he showed up in a flashback from what happened in the second episode, and then I just, me and my friends were just kind of sitting there, like, "Okay, wait, what's going on? What in the world is happening?" Because nothing and nothing makes sense right now.
2: It'll all become clear.
1: I'm sincerely hoping, hoping so, because it's... or it
2: won't, and they'll make you watch the next one
1: <laughs> to find out. But I will say this in regards to the, um, like you said, the animation character design is definitely different than how it used to be. I mean, you can, you can definitely see some similarities, but it, it is very clear that someone else is doing the uh, the way, it, the, the the look, and it, I believe uh, the name goes by Atsuya Yuki. At, yeah, uh, yeah, Uki. I'm saying, Atsuya Yuki. Uki, I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. Um, And uh, I feel like I, I recognized the style before. It wasn't from another anime series that my friends and i watched like a couple years back uh called suritama it's a which is basically an anime about fishing which is really really awesome and everyone should watch it fishing but um it's it's about fishing and is it about
2: fishing competitively for for like for, for for ingredients? Is it about...
1: It's just about the sport about? of fishing and enjoying yourself can, off. Can,
2: can we talk all about that? That sounds amazing. What's it called?
1: Suritama. And if you want to watch it, it is. I think it's free to watch on Country Roll.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Like, s- Suri. Like, T-S-U. Exactly. Okay. T-S-U. Oh, my God. And it's just like... I just Google image searched it. And every single picture is blue. Like sky blue
3: mm-hmm.
1: oh
2: my god and it's just like <laughs> it's just like skinny high school boys
1: no i, I really school. think i i think this is a kind of show that you can get behind dan it's 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 great and there's a... it,
2: I, I like the look of it it looks like um it looks like uh like um Oh my god! There's this Japanese artist who did lots of like album covers in the early '90s, mm-hmm. and every color was like turned up to twenty hundred.
1: No, this it's got great color yeah,
2: it's work. This fun
1: I would highly recommend it. Recommend it to anyone and everyone because it's 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 just such a joy to watch.
2: Sorry, really Tom. And is it is it But is it like fishing competitively? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, gonna be the, the
1: best? No, nope. <laughs> like not really. No. Actually. No, it's it's gonna catch it's a lot more. All of fish. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. It's surprisingly it's surprisingly down to earth in terms of portraying fishing, but okay. it's got aliens oh, in it.
0: Oh, actually, I think I've heard. <laughs> My dog's excited
1: about that. Yeah, it's. it's the more I talk about it and try to like sell the show, like more weird it's going to sound, but the weirdness is part of what makes it so endearing to me.
2: I love the look of it. I'm glad that it came mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out.
1: Yeah, and like I said, the, the, I'm not entirely sure if it's the same person, but I'm I'm watching Did You Mind Adventure? Try it. It feels like the same person was involved. In yeah, that. it's
3: got that
2: same kind of like postcardy kind of going on where it's like everything's amazing and great the whole time and it's always sunny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Digimon Adventure tried. Not entirely sure what's going on with that in terms of plot necessarily but like I said, it was really wonderful to see these characters again. Animation, like I said, where it really mattered uh, was really great to see and um, ah, just to hear the voices that i grew up listening to watching this show like having being able to hear almost all of them come back and do the roles that they were originally cast to do was just an astounding treat and whoever was responsible for getting getting literally getting the back the band back together i i tip my hat to whoever that is because that was that made the experience all the more ah, nostalgic for a, me
0: a big warm nostalgia fest for you <laughs>
1: Oh, not just me, but everyone, I'm sure everyone else in that theater was just—we we're, were all feeling that's the just warm and my, fuzzies. That's just watching like, this. Thing. Yeah, that's just Jumping reminded me of berries. what my favorite
0: favorite thing from those <laughs> South episodes was—the member berries. There's, um, there's there's this weird thing in it, because um, JJ Abrams gets hired to reboot the national anthem because to to. No one's standing up for no it. No one's standing up so, for it. <laughs> they want to get him to reboot it in a way that reminds everybody of the old way, and then they start talking about member berries, and there's this, and there's, they're like, they're like fruit things. They're talking grapes. Talking grapes. They're, they're, yeah, they're they're, like, oh, they're remember this? Grapes. Remember, remember <laughs> Ghostbusters. And just the way they talk is so. Yeah, it's so funny just the way they talk. (laughs) Then they start saying all the things. Then they start remembering. Remember when marriage was between a man and a woman? Oh, Oh. remember that? Oh, remember
3: Oh, I remember.
0: Bionic man. <laughs>
3: mm. Remember Chewbacca again? Oh, I love to remember Chewbacca. Oh, I remember. M- 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 I remember. M- hey, hey, remember when there weren't so many Mexicans? Oh, I remember. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, remember when marriage was just between a man and a woman? I remember. Oh, I oh, remember. Yeah, yeah remember. I remember that. Wait.
2: Member feeling safe, member, No I say- Member Reagan. Oh, I member. Member. Oh, member What the fuck's going it's on best. with these member berries? Back. they 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 can do some amazing <laughs> things with those member berries, and I hope they do. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure, like I said, I I haven't actually seen that bit of South Park, so I'm not I, I'm not sure if this is quite like that, but I'm I'm sure <laughs> it probably is. It's just like oh, oh. Digimon! Oh, how how charming, how charmingly <laughs> psychotic you can be. <laughs> like I said, like I, I, I'm just that image of this. The way this opens is now like scarred into my memory now. It's like, oh, remember these character, these characters you kind of sort of le- grew to care about. Oh, guess what? Something really bad might have happened to the ba- happened to them, and our main heroes are taking their sweet time trying to figure out why. Because you'd figure. If they were missing, they'd give them a call. And be like, "Hey, Daisuke, are you there? Ken, Yo, Yo, Lee, where are you guys?" And just like, "Oh, well, <laughs> we." No one bothers to call these kids. Like when digital shit starts going hitting the proverbial fan, and just like, "Oh, well, we kind of had a B team to take care of this. What happened to them?" Hey,
0: speaking of speaking of like beloved children's beloved characters from childhood, they die horribly you watched something else didn't you this week <laughs> segue
1: <Segway! laughs> yes i did say Seg- good <laughs> good job chris i'm proud of you that was a great segue um yeah there was a thing that we remember advertising or mentioning on the site a couple weeks or months back it was a uh, a certain uh movie that was getting a 30 year a uh, 30 year anniversary uh blu-ray release uh called the little thing that I like to call the Transformers the Animated Movie. The only Transformers <laughs> movie in existence. <laughs> to me. yeah, And many others. But, um... Yeah, that actually came out relatively recently. I think that came out on the 13th of September. And I, just this couple days ago, finally got my, uh, my own copy. And I gave it a watch. And I've also perused over the special features. And... I've got to say I'm just really impressed with the work that they did re- remastering uh the footage for this uh particular movie because they actually take a minute to um on one of the special features to show you exactly like what the footage looked like originally and then how it looks now after they've redone the footage and oh my goodness the the colors just pop so much more than they used to at the just in terms of like um with the like the the reds and the, the dark purples and everything of the colors color theming that the movie had, if you like listen to the commentary, the director mentions like how much of an emphasis he put on the the different uses of color in the animation, and b- between the two different factions of the Autobot and Decepticon, and it was you know it, it's so much more vibrant now to look at, and it was a real treat. And then there were um a couple other like. Big, big details in terms of like like the scarring on the characters when they're like you know battle worn and just like a lot of stuff that you admit you missed on the VHS or even like the a couple other of the DVD releases. It's just like wow, there was so much detail put in the art of this movie. It's it's ridiculous, and it's just I I'm gonna quote uh, one of the folks who, and they actually brought on for the, um, the big documentary feature that they had, uh, for this particular movie, um, uh, Flint Dealey, he was the story consultant that they brought on to have, like, talk about the movie, and I'm gonna quote him in saying, like, it feels like a different movie every single time I watch it, which is, oh, it's just, it's so special. It's it's, it's, it's weird because it's, it's a movie about mm-hmm. toys that's really, what it's always been, and they say it right there in the dotted line when talking about the development process, it was very much the same way, like, you know, that was, that was the bottom line, it's like, this was to clean the slate of the old toy line and start the new one, which is part of the reason why they were so merciless with the characters, but, um, also, at least in regards to, uh, you know, Optimus Prime himself, when they had to kill him off in this movie as well, it's like, they, at least with, you know, his particular death you know they wanted to make sure that it meant something they just didn't realize they just were not expecting the reaction that they did eventually get with a lot of the kids you know locking themselves in the bathroom and just for who knows how long because he was so traumatized by the fact that uh optimus prime had been killed off but uh (laughs) it was just it's 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 amazing to see like with the developmental process of this movie like um, like how much of like a chess chess match it was for this Liz- well at least for the story people of trying to keep track okay wh- wh- which character is here which you know character is doing something over here because when you're dealing with that you know so many characters in a toy line and you look at the storyboards like you know you have like the different shots laid out and by each you know individual you see the, the listing of the name because that literally got to that point where it's just like okay you have so many characters you have to keep track of you have to know who's who's where at any one given time and it's just, it's it's amazing to, like, I, I don't envy the people who are in charge of the story, like, like, uh, Flint Dealy and, uh, Ron Friedman, who had to constantly, like, write out, you know, have to go through multiple drafts of the story just to, you know, you know, even, even when they're, like, recording the lines with the actors, they actually had to have writers in the recording, you know, recording area to keep track of, you know, when a actor did a particular, a certain line this way they would have to alter the script in order to account for that and just it must have been just like such such a chore but in the end i'm i'm glad the product that they turned out because it's just it's it's a it's a wonderful film to watch and just just because it's such an 80s time capsule
0: it's it's very 80s and i it's
1: immensely 80s
0: music you can imagine
1: yeah, Vince uh, Vince DiCola, the uh, composer, and Stan Bush were even brought on for this in, uh, interview for this uh, documentary, and they were talking about, like, Vince DiCola had, like, this entire room filled with, like, almost every single synthesizer known to man at that point for to, to compose the score, and literally he had the best time of his life just putting together, like, using everything at his disposal to try and build the score for this movie. And, and then, of course, you had all, like, the various, like, big uh you know he had Stan Bush and then the rock other you know, a bunch of like hair metal rock bands and you of know, the time you know having songs put into the film and it's just like it's it's that alone makes it of like just a huge just like you know you just you feel like you're in the 80s when you're watching this movie and it's it's and,
0: ah. and um it's, it's got great old old uh awesome wells in his last role, and Leonard Nimoy and Eric Idle.
1: Yeah.
0: What a cast! Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Eric Idle. yeah, Eric Idle was in this movie. He was uh
3: no.
1: for a very short time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Rictor. He's a very like a character that was basically you know came and went kind of, but still, it's like oh no, that's definitely Eric Idle when he speaks. <laughs> that's
2: bonkers. I've never seen this movie.
1: You really should i mean if only for like i said the... do you
2: do you think like not having seen it as a kid, I would enjoy it
1: um let me just put it this way it's not you you'll enjoy it but not for the same reasons I did like i said i've got yep. the yep. I've got the attachment with the you know since I grew up watching these characters in a mm-hmm. way, and uh you know so i i do have the attachment the attachment is there but if you're if you enjoy, like, kind of cheesy 80s, like, sci-fi action flicks and, you know, and and, and good animation to boot, I think yeah. you'll like this just fine. I mean, you might not... Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you have the basic idea of, like, oh, there are these two factions of warring robotic aliens, Autobots and Decepticons, this is supposed to be, like, the penultimate battle between the two... Then I think you're you're gonna like it just fine cause... I think
0: I yeah. I don't think that I actually saw it when I was a kid. I think I only seen it since it was released on DVD, however many years ago, and you know other people like oh, mm-hmm. it's a the movie, you gotta watch it, or whatever. Um, but I think you'll probably you'll get a kick out of just like it's quite audacious as <laughs> it it's you know as it has been implies it's quite it's it kind of mm-hmm. it is weird to watch a um like a kid's movie based on a toy line that seems to be written by george R, R. martin or the writers of um animals of carving wood so
2: <laughs> oh it's brutal oh okay
1: it, it, it is it is it is extremely mm. brutal but because i'm in to an extent i can uh I was just like when I was rewatching the movie, I was kind of sitting there thinking to myself like, no, this was really traumatic. You know how this was really traumatic for a lot of kids who had grown up with it. And they they mentioned as much in the um, in the documentary as well for the special features on this uh, on this new disc. But at the same time, it's just like. That's war, guys. You know, normally, like a lot of the, these characters, they were originally planning to have, like, you know, to kill off the toy line was like this big, like, kind of charge of the light brigade scene with a lot of, you know, memorable characters no. getting killed off one no. by one, and
2: the Transformers going over the top.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they were just trying to think of a memorable way to, like, you know, to reset the yeah. toy line because, like I said, that was always the bottom line when they were making this movie. But at the same time, like at the Let me just try and find... I'm just trying to make sure I word this in the right way. I think in terms of making the movie memorable and making it last as long as it has for 30 years, that was probably one of the best ways they could have done because a lot of, you know... It's war. When you get right down to it, it's... These characters are being killed off because it's a war and sometimes it isn't, you know... Optimus Prime gets his big, you know, send-off from, you know beating megatron and he he dies on his deathbed surrounded by his close friends you know watching his life signs fail you know mm-hmm. like you know that that's the kind of death scene that you normally wouldn't really get in a and, kids film at least not especially not, not at the time TV I
0: don't cartoons think. where every everyone was always oh, all right. No, like not. everyone's exploded and they go oh, they're all right it's okay <laughs> off camera G.I. Joe type. Yeah, thing. yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That always used to. That's, that's
0: the whole the genius of that um, but, um, community ep- episode. G.I. Jeff, where he's like, "Hey, why don't we actually kill someone?" I'm like, "No, you can't do that," and that's what kills the whole story of, <laughs> That someone actually dies. Yeah. Yeah. The same.
1: The same thing kind of happened with the the show too is that they would you know a lot of people a lot of fans have always pointed out it's like oh this is the shot you know this is how this character was killed in the movie suffered the exact same kind of hit in the show <laughs> he was just fine but it's like now that now that's the movie nothing is sacred anymore and now characters are actually getting killed off for real and it's just like wow but it, it's still like i said it was I think one of the things that makes this movie, like, stand out for me, at least in terms of the fact that they were kind of, like, that unforgivingly brutal is the fact that that was one of those early pieces of animation outside, you know, some of, like, the more harder traumatizing moments to watch in a, you know, Disney film or, like, a, um, a Don Bluth film where it basically it's like, you know, we're not gonna, you know, hold the kid's hand here. This is this. This is bad stuff going down, and this is the results, you know, the consequences of these bad things happening. You know, sometimes characters don't get a ceremonial send-off or final hurrah. Sometimes they're just shot and they're dead, and that's it. Because it's war, and it's, it's not pretty. So, I think that's one of the things that, even though, obviously, they weren't expecting the kind of backlash that they got for doing it that way, I still have to respect the filmmakers for taking that route, because the fact that it's, you know, it's... This is the, the they were they had a vision of you know showing this like really clima you know climactic last stand between these two fighting factions and they really went all out. With uh, it.
0: They should have ended My Little Pony in the same way. <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> wow! Uh, well, from what I hear, like maybe I don't know. It, it sounds like My Little Pony something <laughs> gets a little bit real.
1: Oh no! Two. I
2: mean, obviously not as real as Transformers. I mean, it it is funny though that then, like, I mean, not funny but notable that, uh, yeah, like you're saying, it's pretty. The only reason this exists is to shift toys. But rather than being straight away, hey kids, check out the new line. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're very sad to see this old <laughs> this old line of toys go.
1: Well, and you can definitely tell that there was a lot of, you know, like I said, there was a lot of effort put into the production and the drawing and the design, which, like, I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm glad I can appreciate more now that I've seen, like, they have were able to remaster the footage so you can really see all those, like, detailed line work and everything that they had for the uh, uh, hand-painted cells, too. Um, yeah. And especially, like, I, I, one scene I would recommend to you, Dan, even this, you know, even though I know this scene traumatized me so much as a kid, because it's literally the opening scene of the movie. Um, the, uh, very opening scene with, uh, the titular, or the major villain of the film, Unicron, which was voiced by Orson Welles. Um, I highly recommend just looking up that scene just to to take a look at the work of the animation, Mm
3: -hmm. because
1: it's, uh, no matter how many times I see that, it still looks impressive. Like, it's just one of the standout scenes of the movie. This
0: same 30th anniversary edition is also being released in the UK in December, I think, from manga entertainment as a a steel book cool so uk folks can can...
1: yeah so that's uh
0: might pick it up then
1: it's 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 a great it's a it's, it's a fun it's a fun romp it's fun 80s craziness and like i said there are there is plenty of like cheese and like by the second half of the film there is a lot like the the, a lot of the corny jokes and stuff especially with the Dinobots, uh gets can get a little bit grating i will admit Mm. but i don't know i'm it's really hard for me to take off the rose tinted glasses for this movie but i i'd like to think that there is a there is enough for people who aren't as familiar with the transformers you know, who didn't grow up with the show who could still put on this movie and still find something to enjoy about it, whether it's the music, whether it's the animation, or the just the voice cast in general was fantastic. Yeah. So, yep. That's uh <laughs> I'm sorry, I am I'm, I'm done <laughs> my Transformers rant now. So <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to mention that I've got the opportunity to watch this past week was um, I've been able to tune into the Pokemon's YouTube Pokemon uh YouTube channel to see the first couple episodes of uh Pokemon Generations, which I wasn't too sure about when I first heard about it, but now that I'm actually getting a chance to watch it and see what kind of stuff they're ta- you know stories they're kind of they're trying to present in this format, it's actually really interesting,
2: so, so they're shorts,
1: yes, like no more than like five minutes, I think at most. Mm-hmm at least the episodes that they put out so far, and they're different, like, little snippets of, um, you know, different things regarding the, the Pokemon, uh, you know, different Pokemon stories, like you see. Um, the very first one, I think, was a bunch of uh, different battles with uh, Pikachu, you know, fighting a bunch of different Pokemon and legendary Pokemon, and, like, it's very, like, you know, very much, like, a short film cool. would progress. It was really neat. But my all-time favorite thus far is... Um, the uh, short featuring the Pokemon detective Looker from the games and uh, discussing, you know, Team Rocket and how they've been... How, how basically, they're the plot of the very first Pokemon game where they're uh, trying to get down to the bottom of, like, okay, they had this gambling ring in Celadon, uh, Celadon City oh, trying yeah. to take over yeah, Sulfco. And um, then at the very, the very end of the short, it's like, oh, we know where Giovanni is. And then they... He's at the Viridian gym, and so you basically see what is seems to be the Pokemon equivalent of a SWAT team, uh, come to the Viridian gym and then break in and like look get ready to take down Giovanni Giovanni only to find he's not there because Red's already defeat him defeated him and uh, moved on. But still, just the whole idea of just being able to watch like this whole thing. Like you 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 see a bunch of these guys in SWAT team uniforms, and then all of a sudden you see a machoke. You know, pop out from behind with an arc, and then another guy with an Arcanine. A guy throws out his Pokeball with a Magnemite, and it basically packs the lock (laughs) to get into the building. And just like, I'm just kind of sitting watching this whole thing. That sounds fun. Like, this is the most amazing thing, anything Pokemon related I have ever seen.
2: (laughs) It it seems to me like the sort of thing that maybe uh, if Pokemon. Was like a console game. Maybe there would be like these sorts of things, like cutscenes.
1: Uh huh. I'm I'm guessing so because it was just it was it was so out there. It was it was definitely not one of the the kind of uh, the kind of story I was originally like picturing when they were, you know, advertising this series. But now that I've kind of gotten a taste of what they're going for, I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. how how things continue to progress with this. It's a it's a official web yeah. series, isn't it? Like they're yeah, not, they're, they're doing not they on TV a week at all? up
0: till December, I believe. Yeah, the little three, oh, really? three to oh, five cool. minute shorts based around the Pokemon just throughout the franchise, I think. And, yeah, fe- featured it in the latest web animation watch the first three episodes, anyway. Mm-hmm.
3: Cool.
2: I remember seeing the trailer. The trailer had, like, Ash, I think. Or is that... the it, the, the trailer was, like... There was some, there was some Pokemon thing that there was a trailer for, where people were like, I "Oh, know, this animation." I know looks some bad. people
0: going, like, "Oh, look, this mm-hmm. is a, this, the animation. This is bad." And and, oh, and like, I know,
1: yeah. I know what have, it is, you, this, is. Have you is, seen? But is
0: this have you, no, actual <laughs> have you seen Pokemon? Have you seen the animation on that? This
3: is,
1: no. I know exactly what it is. It was people were getting up in arms about the animation quality for the next season of the main Pokemon series following Ash Ketchum and Pikachu, which is going, you know, going to be following the Sun and Moon games. And
2: Right, it's that's not it, so much, yeah.
1: It's not, I'm not so sure it's the animation necessarily, it's just the, it's a very different style than the anime has had recently. It's, so,
2: it's like really cartoony.
1: It is. Yeah. Like more so than I think that the series has ever gone done before I mean I know that's saying something given how the animations evolved for this particular series you know from the beginning mm-hmm. but I don't know i like I, I feel like it, it, it it's all right to be a little concerned if this doesn't jive how you feel like with the show you know has done previously because I mean a lot of people were giving a lot of praise for this uh past season of uh Pokemon where you know covering the X and Y games like a lot of people were mm-hmm. really excited to see how that was progressing, and I'll. Be, and to be fair, I, I watched a bit of the climax, and it, that was actually pretty well done in terms of animation overall. But
3: yeah,
2: Do you know, what, I'm in. T- I'm I'm always in two minds about these sorts of things, and I think with with things like that are that are basically made for kids mm-hmm. that become very popular and stay popular for a long time. You, uh, I wonder at what point they become not yours anymore just because you grew up with them. Yeah. And in actual fact, they're for kids who are the age that they're aiming uh, it at. Yeah. A bit like, um, the, you know, some people felt that way about, like, certainly, like, the new Star Wars stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, well, it's a kid's thing, really. It's not for you, really.
1: Yeah, I will... It used to be for you. I will admit and you can
2: still enjoy it, but it's for kids.
1: Mm-hmm. The same, the same thing kind of goes with. Um, I know with the more recent iterations, like I said, Transformers. I mean, Transformers Prime, which was one of the uh, shows that they had relatively yeah. like a, a few years back. That was something that you know both kids, teens, and maybe even some nostalgic adults could tune into and enjoy. But the follow-up ones, like um, the fa- the past two that have come out, like I'm I'm really having trouble, fig- you know. Arguing is like, oh, this is, this is for, this is for just, you know, the older fans as well, not just for kids. That's, I've, have a bit more difficult time arguing that point because I watched a couple episodes of it and I was like, eh, this is definitely more, more for a kid fair than my, you know, than what was previously shown to me. And so it's, it's, it may be just getting to that point where it's like, oh if there are going to be newer iterations of the series, unless something else comes along that is more on the lines of like, you know, for the older, you know, fans of the series, that's, this is more for newer fans and kids than for me.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like the same goes for Pokemon. Like, you know, for the adventures following Ash Ketchum could be very more, you know, targeted towards, you know, younger audiences. And if that's the case, then that's how it's got to be. But what's nice for, you know, Older fans, which they you know there are still plenty of, that's I feel that's more on the lines of what generations is supposed to be for them. Yeah,
0: well, it's obvious part of the 20, 20th anniversary, isn't it? I guess so. 20 years yep. ago, Pokemon and South Park. <laughs> <laughs> what a year!
1: Two things that have took the world by storm in their own and way. I wonder how
0: many people watched both. Well not watched because the the anime was later wasn't it? It was twenty years since the, the game came out, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: The anime came out um the following year of Pokemon so I think that's their their anniversary, their big uh anniversary is coming coming next year uh-huh. actually.
2: I seem to remember they hit popularity around the same time.
1: hmm
2: It was like South Park was like ninety they they i think they sort of like hit peak popularity like a year or two after they actually were first released
3: mhm
2: like both maybe 98 was their year okay 98, 99 i don't know
1: <laughs> but yes i've i've really liked what i've seen so far with generations and i'm looking forward to seeing more episodes come out and the animation quality is pretty pretty solid and just like i said i'm really Glad that they're taking the opportunity to explore all these other different like tales and stories of the Pokemon world and yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, guys. This is this is a good <laughs> this is a good way to take this series, especially celebrating for the I anniversary. The first
0: one, and I liked the way it it tied in the like the original Game Boy game and like went from the Game Boy screenshot into the animation. I thought that was cool, and also I just like Pikachu. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pikachu's great.
2: He's the best character design since Mickey Mouse.
1: <laughs> it's true. Time time has proven this.
0: Pikachu, forever. Go Pikachu! Pikachu president. Pikachu president twenty sixteen. We could all we we can all get behind that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's... Hey. No. Yeah. I, I'd vote for Pikachu. But um. I hope
2: Pikachu loves his drone strikes.
1: But, um, yeah, when you mentioned about the opening with the Game Boy game, Chris, I was actually, I I was really, at first that kind of threw me, but then I remembered, oh, wait, the, uh, the anime, the Pokemon anime also kind of had a similar opening where it took the actual opening from Red, Red and Blue, and, uh, with the game sound effects and everything, and then basically a transition, transition from the movement from the game into the actual animation of the show, and that's probably, like, one of the best ways to open an adaptation of a an, ad- an adaptation of a game I think I've ever seen. It's
0: cool. a good
1: hook. And so I'm glad I've got reference back to that. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm stop- I'm going to no. stop rambling now. So I feel like that's all I've been doing for like,
2: the No, rest. we were having a chat. It's cool. We've been enjoying it. <laughs> it Wait, is, that at that all.
0: Every-
1: is that everything? Yay! Yeah. I think that's. I think the only other thing that I probably could mention was that happened literally last night was the premiere of uh, uh. Star Wars Rebels season three, which I was able to tune in on.
3: Ooh.
1: And yeah, we're uh, we're starting on an interesting foot this season, so I'm I'm very intrigued. Like nothing like immensely. Ma- I don't feel like anything immensely major has happened yet, but they're kind of leading into more build-up and kind of showing, like, how far, at least one character, both of our main characters, um, as both Ezra and Kanan, what's really happened to them since the, uh, season two finale and how that the events of that particular finale have affected them. And it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting going forward, like, and, uh, I also <laughs> got to see Tom Baker's character, the Bendu, the very first episode I was very pleased to see him awesome. from the right from the get go. And it seems like he's gonna be uh I don't know if you're gonna have him in every episode, but like literally the the follow up episode they're gonna have him return again, so I'm just like, Ooh, more Tom Baker Yay. <laughs> well, I-
3: <laughs>
1: But yeah, I think um I think I'll hold off talking a bit uh anymore about it until maybe an episode where we can get Jill on with us because I know how big she is into Rebels as well and we can leave the discussion for how the season's gonna start progressing for when we can bring her on because i didn't feel bad talking about what's I was been gonna going say pretty much the same
0: thing I was gonna say I think you'll get into that more when when Jill's on the show, so I think that yeah. about wraps us up for this evening, and we've covered lots yeah, and we will be back soon with more animation related discussions, and we should. As we said, you might hear the live episode from Animation Nights New York Best of Fest next, or you might just hear a regular episode next, I'm not sure. Um, But you can keep up with everything that we do on animationforadults.com. You can follow us on Twitter at AFA blog. You can find us on Tumblr, Pinterest, Google+, and Instagram, and Facebook, where you can uh, either like us or join our Facebook group. And you can also, if you would like to help us produce more great content and bring you lots of other stuff, then you can become a patron on patreon.com slash animationforadults. And you can find me at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and Facebook. And where can we find you, Dan?
2: You can find me and on Rachel? Twitter
0: at Hamu.
1: You can find me on Twitter okay. at FL2 Ninja.
0: So, thank you for joining us, and we will speak to you soon. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. You got the power. You got the power.